This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Right, everybody, and welcome to your Friday episode of It's Not You, It's Them, but it might be you with me, la la la, let me explain. How are you all doing? It's Friday, I hope you're getting ready to have a fun weekend, or a chilled weekend, or a relaxing weekend, and a weekend with no icks whatsoever. But if you do get the ick, make sure you tell us about it because we do enjoy the unreasonable irrational irrationalness of them. Maybe that might have given you the ick, me going a rush roll. Who knows? Probably would give someone the ick somewhere. And that would be okay. I would have no right to say anything considering I cuss everybody once a week for their very normal, reasonable behaviour, which has given other people the ick. Anyway, so let's do that again today. So the first ick says, He kept posting from the airport saying his holiday was going to be a movie. The holiday did not look like a movie. Do you know how I've had this ick as well before? It's uh, anyone. You don't have to be romantically involved with them. But anyone who describes any part of their life as a movie... Uh, there's just as deeply annoying. Unless they've only actually ever watched extremely shit movies and then maybe that's why they think it is. But I have seen this before. Like a guy on his stories at the airport on the way to the holiday, like, guys, watch, this is going to be a movie. And then he, the rest of the holiday is just spent in some generic all-inclusive hotel in Turkey or Ibiza. Occasionally, you know, he'll be in Ushuaia or Ocean Beach. And it's like, this ain't a movie unless the movie is like Kevin and Perry or The Inbetweeners. You know? what? It's not a movie. Stop it. And actually... It's very cringe to set up your holiday in that way, to, to make people believe that you're some big star of the fucking show. Shut up. Go away. I 100% support this ick. If you think that your life is a movie, you need to calm down. You're, it's not a movie. Or you need to watch better films so that you can understand what movies are actually like because you going to the spa shop in Tenerife is not a fucking movie. <laughs> Okay, the next ick says, he bent over with no pants on and said, fruit bowl. Now, I think I have to analyse this one a little bit because, I mean, no pants. So presumably he was naked, bending over naked in front of people. I mean, for me, as a heterosexual woman, personally, well, I don't know if this is specifically a heterosexual thing or just a me thing. I don't really like men bending over in front of me. Don't want to see their bum holes. It's not anything that's attractive to me. Uh, I've just had a thought. Was he actually bent over and trying to make it like you were viewing a visual representation of a fruit bowl because his dick had now 
looked like a banana next to a couple of apples in a bowl. And, and what was the anus hole supposed to visually represent? A date? I don't know. I mean, I don't mean a date as in like going out on a date. I mean an actual like prune because that's the only thing I can think of that looks anything like a bum hole. Is that what it was? Because that's not normal. Don't bend over and try to reconstruct your genitals into being like a fruit bowl. Why would you do that if you're over the age of six? You know what I mean? But I can't work this one out, sorry. But anyway, either way, whatever was happening here, bending over naked and just randomly saying fruit bowl for no apparent reason is ick. Trying to do a visual representation of your genitals being a fruit bowl is an ick. And bending over naked with your anus exposed in front of heterosexual women, 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 all of us, me, it's a fucking ick. So, yeah, I support this one. He felt faint on a hike. Didn't bring any sunscreen, water or a hat. And I had to give him mine. Well, that is actually pathetic. What's a pathetic way to prepare for a hike? I mean, this guy has just turned up. What was he wearing? I'll be He's probably wearing sliders. You know what I mean? It would not surprise me with this man. No water, no sunscreen and no hat. This is the kind of message that I used to get from my son's nursery back in the day. Like, you've sent your child in once again with no water, no sunscreen and no hat. Obviously, I didn't do that very often, maybe like once or twice. But that is literally like how you have to manage a nursery or school age child. You have to remind them to bring the essentials and the basics so they don't die or, or get struck down by heat stroke or exhaustion. So really, this is very nursery level adulting that he has turned up on a hike without very basic things. I mean... Obviously, not all of us are hikers. I've never been hiking in my life. To be honest, if somebody invited me on a hiking day, I would cry. I'd tell them I don't think we're a good match. And I probably wouldn't bring all of those things because I wouldn't go. But if I was going to go, I'd certainly be Googling in advance. Like, what do I need for a hike? And I'm sure there's many lists on Google that tell you what you need for a hike. And the fact that he hasn't done that is just rolled up. I think that shows a bit of toxic masculinity, you know. I think it shows a bit of like, fuck, fuck the sun. You think I need factor 50, bro? You, you, you think I need water on a hike? I'm an alpha male. I can climb mountains without any assistance. All right? I, I think that's what it signifies. And that's why it's an ick. So 100% support this one. You shouldn't have given him your hat or your water. You should have just let him die on the mountain that would have been the best way to respond to this. Obviously, I'm only joking. Don't let people die on dates. Always care for their safety, even if they've been a complete moron. This ick says he didn't pronounce the T in Waitrose, so he called it Wayrose. I'm going down Wayrose. Are you sure he was talking about Waitrose? Because why would you call it that? Maybe Wayrose is a different, maybe it's like the budget shop. You know how like some people have called their shops Singsbury's or Isingland. You know what I mean? Maybe Wayrose in where he lives is the budget version of Waitrose. Because I, how could you talk about Waitrose without the tea? That's like, call it, that, that's just, leaving out the tea is as bad as leaving out the W. 
What would you call it? Atros? No, you wouldn't. If you left out the R, wait O's. No, you wouldn't. So how can you leave out the T? He can't have been. Uh, can we? Can you give him my number? No, don't. You haven't got my number. Can we get his number and have a conversation about this? Because I, I Wayros, going down Wayros. Well, actually, just maybe if he was Northern, maybe Northern people are going to get really upset with me when I say this. But when I just said that in a bit of a Yorkshire accent, it did sound a bit better. I'm going down Wayros, babe. Wayros. Maybe that's it. Wayros. I don't know. I, I I don't know why I'm trying to defend him. I really want to explore this one. I do feel like it, it needs further investigation because that is not normal. And, and did he only say it once? I actually do think that if he just said, wait, oh, let's go wait, wear rolls and get some hummus or whatever, then that's that's okay. If he repeatedly said, wear rolls, that's not okay. If it was a mistake, it's all right. How do we know? How many times did he say the word Waitrose? What kind of conversation were you having for him to be saying Waitrose wrong multiple times? I don't know, but it is definitely problematic. <sighs> this next ick says, We were dating for about two months and then he ordered a Biscoff latte at 7am midweek. What? So, man, I'm a bit confused. What is the appropriate time to have a Biscoff latte? Is there, like, is they only supposed to be in the evenings? Because I don't, I can't drink coffee in the evening. I'll stay awake all night. 7am on a weekday seems like the perfect time to have a Biscoff latte. Maybe I'm going to give people the ick because, I mean, wake up, get ready for work, Treat yourself. Sounds like a kind of payday thing to do. Like, yo, my money, I've just got paid. Let me treat myself to a very sweet and creamy coffee this morning. I don't understand the significance of it being 7am and midweek. If it was a Friday, would that have not given you the ick? If it was a Friday at 10am, would this be acceptable behaviour? But because it's a Wednesday at 7am, it's a big ick. And this, this again, I have to say it every week, this is why the ick is the ick, because maybe she doesn't even know. Maybe we will ask her and we'll say, why can't people drink Biscoff lattes at 7am on a Wednesday? And she'll be like, I don't know. I don't make the rules. But that's it. Once the ick hits, once you hear that order being made, hi, can I have a Biscoff latte, please? That And that thing goes off inside you like, oh my God, why is he doing that? Why is he having a Biscoff latte? Why is he doing that to me? What can you do? Just hits and that's it. You're fucked. And so is he. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi guys, it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty gritty with all your dating dilemmas. So I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. 
Every week, they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is now time to move on to our feature, Is This a Red Flag? And this is where people can send me their dilemmas about something that maybe they've witnessed or experienced in their relationship or with someone they're dating and they're not quite sure whether it's a red flag or not. Maybe something that's rung an alarm bell for them, but they're not clear about whether it's something that they need to run from or be very concerned about. If you've got things that you are worried about being a red flag and you want me to give you my opinion, then you can send that to at ask la 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 let me explain. You can send anything you want there for me to have a look at and include in this podcast. But let's get straight on to this week's Is This a Red Flag? Okay, he's showing online on WhatsApp almost all night, every night, but denying being online when asked. Well, you know what some people might say is a red flag is that you are constantly looking at when he is online on WhatsApp. If you flip this around and you were just online, on WhatsApp, talking to your mates, but you didn't want to talk to the person that you're seeing or dating, that's all right. You have the right to do that while talking to your family or your mates or whatever. How would you feel if they were on the other end of that constantly monitoring when you were on or offline and then saying to you, hmm, you were online all night last night, but you didn't want to talk to me. That is not a nice feeling. It is It is not nice to monitor someone. It is not nice to make them feel as though they are entitled or obliged to speak to you just because they happen to be online speaking to other people. So actually, in a way, I think that it's not you, it's them, but it might be you. It might be you that's being a bit red flaggy here in your observation and monitoring of what they're doing. Now, that doesn't mean you're a terrible person and that doesn't mean that you are an abuser or anything like that. But I think that you need to look at something with inside yourself that makes you go, he's not communicating with me. I need to have a look at what, whether he's online or whether he's talking to anyone else. And, and then what also then makes you go, but I'm going to stick with the monitoring rather than going, actually, this is pissing me off. This is pissing me off and I'm I, I'm going to separate myself from that. Because I think actually this might be a bit of limerent behaviour. It's very limerent. I And I hold my hands up. I've done this many times, sat and watched whether they're online or not. I've, ta- I've turned off my blue ticks now, so I don't have that thing anymore. But as a limerent, it is really common to sit there and watch that kind of stuff, to watch their social media activity, to watch their online activity, and then to query and question why they're not active with you when they're clearly active with somebody else. 100% a limerent thing, but that is for us to deal with. That is for us to work through in therapy. That is for us to break through our anxious attachment styles and to try to come out the other side in a relaxed way where we're not going to get fucked up over spaces within communication or delays in responding. Having said all of that, there could be some red flags. If you are seeing someone and they're say, and they're not messaging you all night, yet they are talking to other people, maybe, maybe that is a red flag. Maybe they are talking to other people. Maybe they are giving more of their time to other people than they are to you. 
But I think you need to separate whether this is limerence and anxious attachment for yourself or whether there really are issues within their communication. And if there really are these issues within their communication and it's bothering you and you are finding yourself becoming obsessed with it, maybe it's time to withdraw from this. Maybe you are very mismatched in this way. But my biggest advice to you would be turn off your blue ticks and stop monitoring it because all it's going to do is drive you mad. Is this a red flag? They bring you a gift on the first date. Oh, God, what sad times we're in that we're wondering if this is a red flag. But I, I think it's it's a good question because the thing that we have to be really worried about in dating uh, in terms of protecting ourselves from potential domestic abuse is looking out for signs of love bombing. And so I can see why somebody might interpret bringing a gift to a first date as a possible sign that this might be the beginnings of love bombing. And it's really sad that we have to be so cynical and suspicious about these things, but it's good that you've kept that in mind. But no, I don't think bringing a gift to a first date is a red flag unless it's extremely expensive and elaborate. So, for example, a guy bought something on a first date that, I went on with him and it's because it was something we'd been talking about that was relevant to a conversation that we'd had and it was just a little cheap thing but it was really lovely for him to bring it along because it felt like he'd been listening and that he cared and that he was interested in the date and it just felt like a really nice thing to do and a definite green flag. I think if they bring something that's extremely expensive or elaborate then that is possibly a red flag because why are you bringing a Cartier bracelet to a first date? I mean... That'd be lovely if you did, but what are you expecting? What are you now holding over me with this? What do you think that you're going to get in return? It's too much. Um, so so green flag if it's a kind, thoughtful, low-level thing. Red flag if it's big, elaborate, and they're expecting something in return. And when I say something in return, I don't mean another gift. I mean you. I mean your sex or you being available to them or you definitely coming out on the next date because you now owe them because they bought you something. So I think the context here is really important in deciding whether it's a green flag or a red one. Okay, this week's Friday night reminder is for you singletons, especially those who are like on the apps and meeting new people and dating heterosexual men. I'm so sorry for you. So sorry for your loss. Um, right, this one is, he's not a fuckboy if he tells you he only wants to fuck. Now, what I mean by this is that sometimes we can get into situationships with people. I've done this myself as well, where somebody who I've been on a couple of dates with has been explicitly clear with me that they do not want commitment. They do not want anything serious. They only want casual sex. And I have heard that as he only wants that now. But once he's experienced my incredibly magical vagina, he's going to fall in love. And then when they don't fall in love and six months down the line, we are in fact having a casual situation as he declared at the beginning, I start being like, meh, he's a fuckboy. He's not taking me out on dates. He's not contacting me between sessions. 
And you know what? There is something to be said about that if you get into a situationship with someone who is saying to you, I don't want anything serious right now, but we might have a hope in the future. Or if somebody is making you believe that actually they do care for you and that this is going to eventually lead to a relationship, then that is really problematic for somebody to hold you in a situationship with those lies. And that does make them a fuckboy. But if they have given you absolute clarity from the start and they have never changed that position and throughout your casual sex experience with them, they've always been very clear that this is what it is and what it is is just sex, then you cannot hold them to blame when they are not giving you what you feel you need in return. We have to hold ourselves accountable for that. We have to know that it was us not listening that led to this situation. And to protect ourselves from circumstances like that in the future, we have to remember that when they say they just want to fuck, that's what they mean. And if we do not want that, we must not head into that ever because it's very unlikely to result in a relationship. So he's not a fuckboy if he's very clear that he told you he just wanted to fuck and then you fell in love. So try to avoid getting into those situations in the first place. Listen to what they say, hear what they tell you and also pay big attention to actions. And there we go for another Friday. I hope you've enjoyed it. I love hearing your feedback about all the podcasts, not just the Fridays, all of them Wednesdays, Mondays. Talk to me, DM me, get involved in what we do on my page around the podcast content. I love hearing from you. And obviously, if you want to be included in the podcast with your ick, your red flag, a question for the Wednesdays, make sure you send to at ask la 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 let me explain. La 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 let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production. <laughs> <laughs>